Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. It's a Christmas miracle. We're all here. It is a Christmas miracle. I forgot <laughs> this comes out on Christmas. The yeah. family can sit around. You can have the Yule Log going and our voices in your ears. A Christmas miracle. It truly is. Happy holidays to everybody, no matter what holiday you're celebrating. Uh, yeah, happy holidays. I'm so good to be back. We thought last week we were all going to be together and uh, it didn't happen. It was not a holiday miracle. Uh, however, this week I hear that Michael has some feedback from last week's podcast. And I'm very excited for <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you will definitely get some feedback. And that'll be at the end of the show. So people, that's a teaser. People will have some stick things to, to stick around for. But we're going to get to the big stuff first. And I would say that is the fact that Time has come out with their top 10 list of the decade's most important and influential gadgets. And believe it or not, the Switch has been recognized as a top 10 gadget. I think that's amazing. It's wonderful. They actually said that when it comes to gaming on the go, no one can top Nintendo's track record, beginning with the humble Game Boy in 1989. But the introduction of its hybrid Nintendo Switch in 2017, which you can play with either, either portable or connected to your TV, might be the company's most important contribution to gaming yet. And I would have to agree wholeheartedly with that statement. It wow. is fantastic. Mm -hmm. From the man that hates Mario Kart, he agrees that the Nintendo Switch is one of the best gadgets. I think that I think it's accurate <laughs> statement um, in, in general. I think that there's a lot of other great devices on this list, specifically uh, the Xbox adaptive controller, which is an amazing device. Um, of course, I always like to say I work for Microsoft. I had nothing to do Disclaimer. with this product. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> uh, but this is great for it, it's it's a it's a controller made for gamers with limited mobility, and it's the first commercial product. There's always been non-commercial products and, and things like that that have been put together, but it, it's it's really quite amazing. And, and I get to see a lot of uh, videos and articles, even internally, we, that, that are that are sent around about how great changes makes in a lot of people's lives. But that to me is honestly, I look at this list and on time and i'm like okay raspberry pi the chromecast the phantom i'm like i don't even own, i don't own any of these things besides <laughs> a switch so i got one out of ten how about how about you uh yeah i i would say for me it's pretty much one out of ten <laughs> i think that there's you know the ipad i have owned an ipad i don't have a chromecast but i've got you know the whatever amazon's version of that is so i think there's certain things that are similar where I guess that's probably the idea because we had this discussion before we started recording where the iPad was the iPad something that was so influ like influential and changed the decade. And it may not be necessarily that we use it or that it's something we own and have value in, but I think mm -hmm. it's changed sort of the perspective of what a maybe a, a, a computer in some ways can be, right? Mm -hmm. It's made it more normalized. And I think that's where it really had a change because if you go through some of the comments in some of these articles and people are like, how is that? That's, I don't use that ever. And it's garbage. <laughs> okay. You don't, that's, you're absolutely right, but it's changed sort of the overall mentality of, you know, whether it's the U S I think this is mostly probably for the U S but it's changed the overall view of that technology and it's normalized it. And it's made it mm -hmm. something where you can see that as an everyday device now and it's not crazy to see somebody sitting on their phone or on a tablet or ipad of some kind 
using it to work or, you know, get information or news or anything like that. So I can see where those things have come. I mean, Raspberry Pi I've never used, but I can definitely understand why that's, you know, important. Even like the DJI Phantom, like at the time when those things came out, oh my gosh, what are they called? Drones. Drones, thank you. <laughs> when drones came out, everybody hated them. And I mean, still people hate them, but now you see one and you're like, oh, that's a drone. You don't really think about it anymore. It's, I think it's more so the list is at the time when these things came out, it was pretty monumental for tech in general. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah. I think it's excellent. And and it's mm -hmm. in good company, as you said, the Xbox controller, yeah. the Nintendo Switch. I mean, there's there's some definitely heavy hitters on here and it's it's in great company. And it's nice to see it mm -hmm. recognized. Um, because you know, we've talked about it before where when I was younger, this was the console I dreamed about, something I could play a game on my TV and literally take that game and go with it somewhere. That that's what I would, that was the hope. That was like the <laughs> thing I wanted more than anything else. And now we actually have it. Um, so it's great. They also went on to give some of the games, some of the best games of the decade. And I would imagine this is also, you know, definitely uh, something people may agree or not agree with. But some of the ones that are important to Nintendo, at least that we can play on the Switch, is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. There's Fortnite, Dark Souls, Pokemon Go, which mobile, but you know, we still get to play it. Minecraft, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. So those are some of the big heavy hitters. Uh, Portal 2, I would have to agree, was um, yeah. amazing. League of Legends, amazing. Disco Elysium is kind of surprising to me because it's so new that it's on this list already. Um, I, and I haven't had the chance to play it. Maybe it maybe it is just that great, but it is kind of surprising that it's it's kind of already earned its stripes in on the greatest of the decade. Yeah. But uh, anything that stands out, anything you totally disagree with on the list? No Mario Kart mm -hmm. in here, so I don't know what's up with that. I don't I mean, it should be Mario Kart Tour, because uh, that's <laughs> obviously the better of the two. Mario but we will save that for later. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. That... There's nothing I disagree with, really. Yeah, PUBG. It's, it's, it's funny that Fortnite was on here, but like PUBG kind of started the Battle Royale yeah. genre, but then fell to the the wayside. And I, I agree with Grand Theft Auto V. I think uh, unbeknownst mm. to a lot of people, Grand Theft Auto mm -hmm. V is probably one of the most influential games in of all time uh, because it... I don't play it. I've never played it, to be honest with you. But the the ongoing shenanigans that is Grand Theft Auto V and how it's turned into its own entity, its own yeah. craziness. When you see people on on Twitch playing it, it's really ridiculous. So I'm uh, I, I was really never into Grand Theft Auto all that much because I was never a PlayStation person and and or PC gamer all that much. But yeah, I I still think that that is the right call, and I think I think. Legend of Zelda right up there in Fortnite. I mean, these, this this game, it makes sense to me. And it, it's really mm -hmm. impressive, I think, to see Pokemon Go as like the only mobile title. And yeah. it's accurate. I mean, Pokemon Go, I think, really launched. Pe people know it, right? People, it's one of the mobile games besides Clash of Clans that has reached this pinnacle. But I don't think Clash of Clans, well, how, how great it is, uh, ever reached this global, in-your-face ads on television like my grandma knows it, you know everybody knows what it is in this it, it didn't cause hundreds of people to go to a park and wander around in the dark together you know mm -hmm. and that's something that is bananas and it's still going strong i still mm -hmm. see people doing raids like on the corner it's bananas yeah. so it was a it was an amazing experience watching 
I don't see it as much now, but I still see people out playing. But it was an amazing, amazing thing to be a part of when Pokemon Go launched and you would drive through somewhere or you'd walk through somewhere and you just see people all over the place playing this game and you just t- nod and talk and chat with them. And it, it was it, and it was an experience that I've never had playing a video game before this sort of community that kind of blew up around something for a for a specific time like you said it's it's still going on but it's sort of more normalized now but when that was at its peak man it was something to really experience it was really really cool and you couldn't help but walk around smiling and be like oh they're playing pokemon go oh they're playing pokemon go it was it was cool Mm -hmm. what do you think i'm I'm curious what like what categories or like what they were thinking when they put together the list. Cause they don't have any specifics on why they selected what they selected that I could find. Um, so I'm curious what their reasoning is specifically for selecting Pokemon go or Fortnite over PUBG or even legend of Zelda. I'm just curious why they would pick it. Like obviously it was very popular, but that can't be the only thing they would consider when selecting the games. So there had to be probably like another level to it as to like why they chose this one. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, don't I'm know. Just I think that's why it's see. debatable for a lot of people. Yeah, it's I, really I think a huge, based. yeah, a huge number of people would absolutely argue that Fortnite does not deserve to be on the list because people just hate Fortnite. So, you know, no matter what, their personal taste on that game blinds them to anything else that it's mm. accomplished. So they're just gonna be like, no, Fortnite doesn't deserve to be on there at all. But I mean, I, it's hard to argue with some of the statistics for any of these games, Minecraft, Pokemon Go, Fortnite. I mean, they're huge heavy hitters. Yeah. So I, uh, the only one, like I said, is Disco Elysium just because it's so new. But mm-hmm. hey, they, they feel it changed the game for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a, if you agree, if you don't agree, right into the, right into the podcast on NintendoDispatch.com, let us know. I mean, I'd be fascinated what people think or tweeted us as well. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that they did this. And I, I feel like, it's it's nice to be celebrating as a Nintendo podcast and a Nintendo fan to be celebrating Nintendo once again in such, you know, like the Wii era. You know, I think I think it's a it's, it's at that caliber. So mm-hmm. oh, let's get on to some more news. Uh, I'm pretty jazzed about this because I know the new Star Wars ride is opening in Disneyland. Cause I've seen ads for it. And I always whenever I see an ad about the Disney Star Wars park, I get excited because I know that the Super Nintendo world at Universal Studios Orlando is going to be opening in the near, near future. And by the near future, I mean years away, but I still can't be more excited (laughs) about it. Uh, And more has come out about the layout and what's going to be inside of it. So uh, there's has to be permits that are set when the construction starts. So back in July of 2017, Project 487 uh, was this new epic universe as part of this. And that's where the Super Nintendo world is part of. And it actually laid out some of the different plans. And there's been an update to that plan where um, um, where it's been modified a little bit. And, and I didn't even know the original plan. So this is probably new to a lot of people. But there are three parts to the Super Nintendo world. They're kind of four parts, actually, I, I like to say. And uh, But it is Super Mario slash Yoshi area that's the one area and yoshi is a very large part of that apparently then there is a mario kart section and a donkey kong section um part of this park so it's part of the epic universe and it seems to be quite large um in in looking at the overall map so it's nice to see the plans coming together 
um, to see these bits and pieces um, come to fruition uh, as part of the the Florida plans. We've seen some from the Japan um, Universal Studio. So it'll be nice to see more and more come out. So it's it's nice. It's big. I'm excited. I can't wait to be a kid all over again in a mm-hmm. real live actual Nintendo universe. It's going to I I think I might like walk into the gates and then just fall over and then mm-hmm. like a Goomba will <laughs> walk by and like prop me up or something. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this. I I cannot believe something like this is going to exist, especially here for us to enjoy. I am hoping that we this expands into even more of their Nintendo IPs. Like, I really want to experience a Metroid mm. area. I really want to experience a Zelda area. These are still very much wrapped up in the Super Mario, probably because that's you know that's the bread and butter. But when they say Nintendo, I, I mean, there's a lot I want to experience from the Nintendo. Imagine some sort of ride built around Star Fox or mm. I, there's just so much that they can do. And I really hope that this was a, you know, this is getting people and getting them hungry for more. And then they can just blow it up after that. It would be yeah. amazing. I could see this being I could see this being a, a whole park on its own and not even needing to be a part of Universal. But it, it's. It, it's just so cool to see that this is this is going to exist. So moving on, seems like Nintendo's really jumping on this ASMR train that's been happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, they recently released two new ASMR videos I think this past week. And the idea of these videos coming out now during this time of year is to just relax and calm down from the crazy, hectic holiday season, which I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one, Nintendo made a video about building Labo. And this one, they're just basically, it's an edited version of them pulling up, pulling apart like the pieces of cardboard and building the Labo fishing rod. So there's like a lot of like, I guess, triggers with like folding and, and the, the cardboard like clicking together, which I found, I found pretty satisfying. And then the next one was a holiday special where it's someone walking to a cabin and starting a fire and playing... Um, the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening and Super Mario Odyssey. So it's literally just you hear the fire crackling in the background and then you see someone and and you hear them clicking the buttons and playing those games. And that one's 30 minutes long, which is kind of nice. But uh, yeah, did either of you get a chance to watch either of these? (laughs) Yeah, I I checked out both. Uh, I watched Labo. The that was fine. That was whatever. Mm -hmm. I thought the holiday special one was kind of nice to just kind of have on. It reminded me of like Twitch really, except Mm -hmm. more uh, of an experience around that. You know, if somebody set that up and did it on Twitch and they streamed it, it'd probably have a billion people watching. So Mm -hmm. that's what it felt like. It felt like you're just watching somebody play a game and it just has a crackling fire in the background. I think the marketing behind it is interesting and weird at the same time because it is so specific. Like ASMR is such a a weird specific thing for Nintendo. It's a very to, niche thing right now. It's just odd that they yeah. market around that, but it's Nintendo and they do funny, weird, quirky things sometimes. So it makes sense. It's it's mm-hmm. in their uh, wheelhouse, I guess. Yeah, I'm not an ASMR person. However, Michael, I feel as if you may need to go set this up and make our channel <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate ASMR <laughs> channel. That would be, that would be pretty <laughs> funny. It would be 
A M S R for my initials. Oh my that would perfect. be fantastic. It's like meant to be. Come on. It is. Yes, it is. It'll just be me. It won't. It won't be a fire because I don't have a fireplace. But it'll just be like a, a crackling wood uh, candle. I'll just have it real close to the microphone. <laughs> or you'll have like the actual like crackling Yule log on your TV in the background, like the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be funny. I'll put one of my monitors behind me of just like the Yule yeah. log going, and then the other one will be me streaming the game. I like this. I think this could be a hit, actually. Um, now, this this story, to me, I had to put it in just because it's so crazy. It's something that's, that's terrible, but the Switch is involved in it. Recently, there was a break-in and a murder. Somebody broke in and murdered this person. They stole the switch from this individual. He was known as just a professor at the University of South Alabama. He was just quiet, really kind of kept to himself, great neighbor. These guys broke in, stole his switch. When they stole it, they went somewhere and played it. The police had no idea who did this. It was a one-off attack. They had no, no nothing to go off of. Well, hmm. these two idiots decided to play the switch that they stole. And in this day and age, any technology that you can go online with, eh, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be able to get tracked somehow by that. And the switch has is no exception. So because they went online and played using the switch, the Tikez Timmons and Derek Scott were both caught and charged with murder. So, the, you know, it's a terrible, terrible thing. But the switch was the reason they got caught. And I think that's great that these two <laughs> terrible people are kind of brought to justice. It's it's a really interesting story that there was no other like clues until they decided to use the switch and that thankfully got them arrested. Definitely interesting to know yeah. the switch was the break. <laughs> I mean, it comes breaks come from weird places and yeah. uh, you know, luckily this was the case and two murders were caught because of the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I'm fascinated how it I mean there's not a lot of information as to how police agency call up Nintendo and they're like, "Hey, can you, you know, track this? You know, how how do mm. they make that correlation?" I, I would like to be on the inside of that detective work, you know. I was wondering uh, yeah. the same exact thing. And my guess was if if something happened to one of us and then all of a sudden our switch popped on, mm. you know, like Michael's playing Pokemon when it's like, well, you know, I'm not. Yeah. Then mm. maybe that was the trigger. One of their friends said, hey, you know, their switch just maybe. turned on and then they can call like where how did how did they track it? What are you tracking specifically? And it's pretty interesting. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's some sort of like IP or something like when you connect to the internet, your device has an IP address. Mm -hmm. So maybe they kind of figured it out that way. Like they realized what was stolen and then kind of backtracked either. it's It's got to be either that or the friends, because I don't think or know of the switch having any GPS or anything in it. Right. Yeah. I'm, my yeah. my assumption here is that how this would work is something happened kind of like what Michael said with friend come up, notify yeah. someone they contact Nintendo and through that, there's an account that's linked to some address, you know, some Mac address or some information yeah, that yeah. they are able to see. Maybe it gets the IP address and if they can get the IP address and the Mac address and maybe they contact the, your cable company. Now the cable company, they know everything about you. So they, they know I mean, you're connecting to a internet connection that has a physical address. So 
there some magical thing again everybody knows everything about you at all time so mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's something to be aware of so oh, yeah. crazy but i'm glad that these people got caught they deserve yes. to get caught and and tried so yeah well moving on i have some game updates game news game updates um for overcooked 2 and stardew valley so overcooked 2 is has a winter wonderland update it's now available for free on the switch so if you have the game just turn it on download it you can play it um you know it's a time of year where everything is kind of they're trying to push christmas into as many games as possible which i love um and overcooked 2 received holiday content with uh new festive updates including new characters you get presents and reindeer you have enemies that look like puddings and candy canes and a bunch of new levels which the puddings look hilarious yeah. <laughs> and they have like this Christmasy tree too with like it, it has like bulbs for eyes but they're like bright purple and like a sad <laughs> face it's it they're kind of cute but also really creepy at the same time and then for stardew valley we mentioned in the past the 1.4 update it was coming well it is now officially available on a nintendo switch it was released for the PC last month. Um, in a previous episode, we also w- walked you through the different updates that were adding like brand new content and things like quality life features, bug fixes, optimization improvements. But it's it's available. It's out there. So if you have Stardew Valley, just hop in and play it. If you don't have Stardew Valley, you're missing out. Get it and play it. And it's great. I'm excited. Tis the season. You know, I love when games do this kind of stuff with like Overcooked 2 or any, any game that incorporates the, the holidays in it. I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for. I just love when games kind of update and change and, and do that stuff. And I'm excited for Stardew Valley. I've, it's been a little while since I played it. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to kind of get back into it and check out this update and put some more time in there. I, I love yeah. Concerned Ape, who's the developer of this. It's just one one person basically that does all the work for Stardew Valley. And it's just a, it's a phenomenal game that deserves all of the the praise and, and everything that it gets because it's really, really well done. Now, another game that we've been playing eh, hit or miss, I think more miss now lately, but that also does the holiday thing is Mario Kart tour. And we had mentioned, I think, was it last episode, two episodes ago that I was about to get rid of my gold pass And the only reason I was keeping it was so that I could play this multiplayer beta because right now there was an announcement that there was going to be a beta coming out for multiplayer, which we've all wanted. And the only way you would be able to be a part of that is if you had Gold Pass or were still doing the free trial. Well, that multiplayer seems to be live now. We've tested it. We've played it. It did take me originally a lot of times to get into just like joining somebody else's match. It was probably five or six tries before it would like not give me an error and then actually jump me into a game. Uh, and then right before this, Mots and I tested out the multiplayer where I created a lobby and that was instant. I mean, that I think that was hmm. the easiest multiplayer experience I've ever had on Nintendo was that Mario Kart tour. Like I created a lobby, it popped up and he joined. Boom. Now, I will say it could probably be better because if Mats was not on expecting to see, I guess, a, a, a lobby, he would never have known I was playing multiplayer. Whereas it would be really great if I created a lobby and maybe a notification popped up on his end without the app even needing to be open saying, oh, Michael's playing multiplayer. Do you want to join? 
you know, that, that would be more streamlined. That would be, I think a little bit better and you'd get more people to participate. Uh, but this is a beta. So maybe we will see something like that in the future. I don't know. Now, one thing I will say, it seems kind of pointless, at least in both of the, the one that Mons and I played. And when I played joining other people, you join in and it's, you know, so-and-so's cup, which to me would be three, four matches. And then you have an ultimate winner and, just like in any of the other Mario Kart games. That doesn't seem to be the case. You you jump in, and I've had experiences where I jumped in the game, and it was maybe me and three other people. I raced them, and then it jumped me into another another race where maybe there was eight people, some of them the same, some of them different. We raced. Then we jumped into another race. Then there was different people, and it just it kept going. There was no coins i didn't earn anything i didn't get anything for racing there was no it doesn't contribute to your level it doesn't contribute to any of like you don't earn coins from it um there's no final like it gives you the stats for the end of the race but there's no final like stat you didn't win the Mm -hmm. cup so i don't understand what if that's getting worked out because even when mots and i just did it there was like the final screen that said mots won but there was no there's no end to the cup so I don't know what they're, I don't get what they're mm. doing with it exactly. But once you're in, it does seem stream. It does work. There was no stuttering. There was no um, hiccups. You know, it seemed like it was working really, really well. And uh, I just don't know what they're going to do with it. So that was, that was my takeaway. I mean, what did you think, Mots? It seemed like it worked great from what we did. Yeah, I just, I just went on my phone right now, tried to join a global and I connected in like under 10 seconds or so and and boom it was good to go i I backed out obviously but uh i mean the one thing that i will say is nice about this mode is that you do still collect all of your coins and anything that you do in the multiplayer goes towards your challenges so if if you're sort of bored playing all the cups and going back and grinding through some of the more difficult ones you could hop into the multiplayer and try to to just have some fun there so i i I enjoy that aspect because i i got out and i unlocked I haven't played it in in a few weeks so I hadn't started this this whole tour yet but I just unlocked like 10 from our races where I destroyed you I unlocked 10 uh 10 <laughs> challenges so I thought that was fun uh yeah I mean I would like a a conclusion of something of of let's play the four or mm. I really enjoy how Mario Kart 8 does pick a course like hey pick between these courses and, and vote mm. on them the problem I have is that I don't have any friends, so mm-hmm. um, so that's going to be hard to play a, a, a friends one. But I did have fun with you, so maybe if we get one or two more people on, that would be. I, I think that's an interesting idea, though, because if you if we created a lobby, there's no reason they they shouldn't say, okay, we'll pick the course because they do still have you pick your driver and your cart mm-hmm. and your glider, just like you normally do in the Mario Kart tour. And yeah. it would be kind of cool to have that where people vote whoever's in the lobby. You, you put them in a lobby. Once they're there, you all can select, you know, maybe maybe it's like three, right? It just gives you yeah. an option of a couple. You select a course and the majority gets that race and then it goes from there. But I, I completely agree. It would be nice to have some sort of conclusion. Like this is a cup. You get your four races or your three races or however they want to do it. And then once that's done, you go into a next cup or you back out. There's some sort of conclusion like you've done it. And I'm wondering if they don't do that because it's still considered mobile. Like they want you to be able to play on the go and not feel too locked into something for a a certain amount of time. Or or maybe that's just because this is 
beta and we still, you know, we haven't seen the fully fleshed out thing yet, but it is good that they at least give challenges. I, I didn't notice that before. So that's kind of nice that that is carrying over. And I would love if it worked into my levels, you know, so that mm. I can kind of race and, and if we win or lose, it kind of adjusts maybe your level or your overall leaderboards, even if it's its own sort of thing that it's tracking, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but it worked, it worked great. So we can't really knock it for that. It, it definitely worked good. I just like to see a little bit more. Yeah. The only thing I want to see is public friend races. So yeah, it's the one thing that I miss from a lot of games that Nintendo does is usually there's the play anybody global rank. And then normally the friends mode is, is, is you can do private or public and public means it's unranked because it, you know, they do this in every game. Even Halo does this, right? When you're playing with your friends, they're like, hey, you're, you, you might be cheating. So that's going to be not ranked. Sure. Um, not cheating, but, you know, you, you're playing with your friends side by side. So in this, I would like to play with Michael, but I also would like to play with six other people, too. So that's the only yeah. thing that I miss about. So. Yeah, we, we only when you create a lobby, you're only in there with the people that join the lobby. So you, yeah. it would be nice if you and I could friend up and then race you know other full teams full rooms um and it, otherwise it's kind of like well all right we'll just keep racing each other i guess and yeah. go from there but or they should fill it with ai even that would be kind of cool just feel be, cool. be a full room each time that'd be cool yeah like fortnite when you are playing you can say autofill and and mm -hmm. once you start the game it'll fill you with random people and that's good yeah. or bad but that's a good idea uh, all right let's get on to some pokemon news because there's lots of it to get through the first one is that we have a full list of mystery codes that you can plop into your game right now to get some goodies. These are all available either through January 15th or the 30th, and they're all for Pokeball. So if you want a bunch of these balls from the ball guy, um, <laughs> you can enter a bunch of codes. I'm not going to list them. The easiest one is just to type in present, all capitalized, and that will give you 10 luxury balls. But the other ones give you some beast balls, lure balls, heavy balls, level balls, moon balls, fast balls, friends balls, dream balls, all the balls. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes below. You just go into your mystery gift and boom, get those pokeballs. I'm gonna get all those pokeballs. Oh yeah. Um, but on that, um, we love the wild area while I'm never in it. I would like to be in it more. Uh, once I'm online and have internet, it's fun to be in the wild area, but, uh, you can start right now. Today's going to be the last day of it. So classic us coming out on Christmas. Um, <laughs> Right now, the present giving Pokemon Delibird, Delibird, Deli, Delibird. Uh, I remember Delibird. this one has a big sack. It's basically the Santa Pokemon um, is going to be popping up all over the place in the wild area. Uh, I've already claimed one in my Pokedex, uh, mm -hmm. but if you've already found one in your Pokedex, the chances of getting a shiny version um, or one with perfect stats will go up um, currently, which is very cool. So you'll find a bunch of them uh, increase numbers in the wild area itself and in max raid battles. Now, if you do decide to take on a max raid battle with Delibird, you'll also receive more candy rewards than usual. So holiday cheer. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm very what, into that. What does that do? <laughs> candy rewards. Tell them, Christina. Tell them. Oh, candy's great. So when you beat a max raid battle, you, they, you can get you know a list of different candies. They come in. Uh, extra small, small, medium, large, and extra large. And basically you can feed them to your Pokemon and depending on the size of the candy, it gives them more XP. Stupid. So you, I think it's like, I Hate think, it. I think, 
I think if you give your Pokemon an extra large, it gives them 90,000 wow. XP. So they level up, which is awesome, especially if you go back. So, for example, I use a lot of candies today because I've been waiting for a Flareon for a very long time to show up in a very specific area in the wild area. I won't say where it is because I don't want to spoil it for you. But I finally got one today. It was level 56, and I needed it to be level 60, whatever mm. all my other Pokemon are at. So I could just give it candies, and now I can use it with all of my other Pokemon. I don't have to like wait to train it up uh. to have the same levels on my other Pokemon. So it doesn't suck mods. It's great. It's amazing. The candy actually, and we'll we'll talk about it a bit more, but Mods was saying he doesn't want to last week, Mods, you mentioned you don't like you've been using a lot of the same Pokemon because the grinding, right? The yeah. hassle of mm -hmm. raising them, which I completely agree with. This is the way around that. So I if see. you yeah. just grind raid battles for a little bit, especially at the level you're at right now, is mm -hmm. the time to do it. Just raid nonstop because okay. you get these candies. Mm -hmm. And then you you can get any Pokemon you want, and you just stuff candies down their throat, and they'll be level <laughs> 100 in no no time. Oh, I see, I see. But the, so it's, it's the holidays. So, Calories so don't much count. Better. It, I, okay. It's one of my favorite things about the game because remember they used to yeah. only have the rare candy, and yep. that would which jump were, you up one level, which were bad to use. They were bad to use rare candies too much because if you use a rare candy, it would skip giving you there was something that was bad about it you actually got worse stats using rare candy than if you naturally mm -hmm. grinded yeah well now because remember remember you would also and it doesn't seem to be the case nothing i've found in these where remember when you would you would stop a an evolution because it you could get other moves if you yeah. force stopped the evolution and then you get the move and then you let them evolve yep i don't think any of that exists anymore uh, i don't think they do that like you just let it evolve and then if they don't learn it you go to the the move teacher and he just teaches them anyway mm. so mm. i don't think any of that matters anymore so when mine want to evolve i'm just like yeah, well, go ahead because there's, i haven't seen anything that says there's an, a benefit because that was one of the things that was like the strategy of the game was where you would hold it back and say okay well i know at move at level 30 if i don't let it evolve i get this really powerful move and then i can evolve it and now i've got this great move that other people didn't know about mm. I, they don't do that mm. anymore. So I, I don't think that any of that stuff matters. They just seem to level and get whatever perks they, they would get normally. All right. All right. There's, you win. there's also Dynamax candy, too. So if you give them Dynamax candy, it ups their Dynamax level, oh, which so makes much them candy. more powerful when you make them Just big. get all the candy. Just, yeah. just, just like give just, your Pokemon all the candy. Just like Halloween, <laughs> get all the candy. Um, okay. okay. So now moving <laughs> on to more Pokemon news, Pokemon Go news specifically. They've recently came out with an update that gives you a buddy system. You know, we all know that you have the Pokemon buddy with you. Well, now, if you remember from Pokemon Let's Go, you could have a Pokemon that followed you around in the overworld, which I loved and I kind of miss in the shield and sword that they don't have that now. But this update now lets that happen in Pokemon Go. So your buddy Pokemon, once you get it to a certain friendship level, it will start to follow you around in the overworld. And then from there, you can continue to build that friendship. And once you do, you get more benefits from that. So if you get one heart, which I think is just from feeding it some berries, it'll start to follow you around in the overworld. After that, you have to do other things and you get different levels. So you're going to get Great Buddy, which requires 70 hearts. That's going to help you catch Pokemon and brings you items and things like that. You can get Ultra Buddy, which is obviously more hearts. That's going to alert you when there's something around that's interesting for you to, so you know to check it out. And then when you become best friends, best buddies, 
you need 300 hearts and that gets you a ribbon and your actual CP uh, is boosted for battle. So there's, there's benefits to having these friends and being best friends with your, you know, your Pokemon that are walking around with you in Pokemon Go. And if you are somebody that battles, I don't, but you would have a boost from doing that. So I think that's really, really cool. I'm excited to see that these are now out and about and walking around. Um, once you do have them with you as a overworld buddy, uh, the way to get to great buddy, ultra buddy and best buddy is that you have to walk, obviously. So if you do at least two kilometers a day, that boosts you up a little bit. You can do that a couple times a day. Uh, if you get a treat, you know, you give them a treat that helps to raise them up a little bit. You get to play together that raises them. So these are all the ways that you keep grinding to get to the 300 total hearts that you need to be best friends. So I think that's cool. If you're still playing Pokemon Go and you like the whole buddy system and you like having your Pokemon at least follow you around, then now it's in the game and you get to uh, you get to enjoy that. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I haven't I haven't opened Pokemon Go in a long time and seeing that they have this stuff, it makes me just wish it's in Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield. Well maybe. I I don't know. Maybe yeah. it could yeah. happen some someday. Probably not, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the top ten bestsellers of the week. A lot of changes this week. First place is Robonauts, second puzzle book, third place is Geki Yaba Runner, fourth Wreck and Ball Adventure, fifth is One Strike, sixth is Coloro, seventh is hashtag Race I Run. Eighth is Pokemon Sword. Ninth, Super Mario Odyssey. And tenth is Gris. And if you haven't been able to tell, the Cubic Games free game sale thing that we talked about last week definitely impacted this week's list. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And we did uncover that the game coming out on the 24th, that like mystery surprise game that was going to be part of that like chain, is called Space Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's out there now. Did anybody get any any of these deals? Did anybody jump in on this? <sighs> nah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I already had a few of them, and uh, I didn't have interest in the others. So no, nothing for me. Yeah, same. I, I booted it up after we recorded, and I was I was traveling, and I was like, oh, let me make sure I at least have them. And then the next day, I'll get on, and I'll get on. And I did have the first two, and then I was like, oh, I'm so excited to get the next one. And then I just didn't. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not excited now. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> then let's get to the new releases for this week. Now, I personally don't have anything that jumps out of interest to me, but I know that Mots has a few checks. So take it away, Mots. Wow. What a week of garbage. <laughs> uh, just, just utter shenanigans i was i was after last week christina christina and i were like wow there's one game coming out and there was a few things <laughs> yeah. that we picked but mm. this week there's a lot coming out so don't because we're not going to talk about a lot of them doesn't mean that a bunch of junk isn't going to be filling your switch because it's everyone's going to be getting switches for the holidays and then booting it up and there's mm-hmm. going to be a bunch of junk in the new releases and there's going to be a bunch of junk in the best sellers because <laughs> everyone's ruining Christmas on the switch for everybody. So I do have two picks. <laughs> uh, the first one is uh, arcade archives balloon fight. If you're into arcade archives and you want the balloon fight action, it is expensive at $8, but you can get that arcade archives up to two players from hamster. Love the hamster. Thank you for doing the the good stuff of bringing over all those arcade hits but the one game i think is uh is a buy this this might be i've been researching a lot more it might be a buy uh is demon's tilt because you know i love pinball and this mm-hmm. is in mm-hmm. uh a pinball action game it's it's uh 
it's like a shmup and hack and slash built into a pinball game. It reminds me of maybe the the like the Metroid pinball or the Pokemon pinball where there's it's like an it's an uh, not just a, there's a reason to be playing the pinball instead of just trying to get a high score. And this game is a new release. It's been on Steam early access for the year running up to the 1.0, which just happened on Steam in the last few weeks. And it just now is coming out on the Switch. And they're the same price, no matter where you get it from. It's about 20 mm-hmm. bucks. Uh, nice. And it looks really, really intense. Uh, it, it It's very different art style than the Zen Pinball. It is sort of a 32-bit, 16-bit sort of, you know, look and feel. But uh, this is the deluxe edition that you're going to get. So it has everything in it. Um, I love it. I, I love pinball. And this this seems cool because this isn't like other pinball-esque games that are pinball-themed. This is a pinball game that has a bunch of other shenanigans in on it. So I think I'm going to pick this one up because I like pinball. So mm-hmm. uh, this is one to look at if you're into pinball. It looks intense. It's called Demon's Tilt um, on sale for, for $18. I might wait a little bit on it to see if it drops, but I'm putting this one on the wish list so go grab that puppy if you're into pinball and that's what that's it's all i got everything else garbage yeah i, I didn't have anything on, <laughs> on this week's list either <laughs> well there you have it and that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show what you're playing and before we get to the actual games we played this past week we wanted to cover something that nintendo put out and that is basically the 2019 year in review so if you didn't know you can go on nintendo.com and you can go through and you log in and they have something year in review and if you're logged in it will give you all of your stats for that year and it's actually really fun to kind of look back and see what we've been playing what was the most popular what months we played the most what months we played the least so i thought it'd be cool for us to kind of just share what we've played what we did what our core our like rank is according to nintendo and uh and, and I guess let's have Christina kick it off with her year in review. Yeah. Do you want to go like section by section? So we all do one at the same time. Yeah, like, let's do that. Yeah, that'd be that's kind of fun. fun. Yeah. We'll, let, we'll go Christina, James, Michael in alphabetical Perfect. order. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, so first off, they, they did send an email. And in the email, there's like information that's not on the site. So in the email, the first thing they say is what kind of gamer you were this year. Mm-hmm. And apparently I am a brainy gamer. Mm. I like puzzles, strategy games, and other mind-twisting titles that will test my intellect. Mm. I'm, a, <laughs> I like I'm, a, yeah. I'm a core gamer, which means I'm, I play games oh. a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Challenge. Yeah. And I also am a core gamer. Mm. So there you go. Mm. I wonder what the other categories are. I'm very fascinated. Oh, yeah. That, that's something. If, if you got a different category, yeah. please, please shoot us a tweet because I'm curious to know what they were and what it actually uh, means. So like core gamers skilled and experienced and Christina's brainy. <laughs> so what were you in if you were something different? Now my, my Nintendo Switch journey began much later than you guys, December 21st, 2018. Aww. So that's kind of, that's cute. Yeah, <laughs> that is. And then the first, the first game I ever played, I'll put these together since they're in the same like level, but the first game I ever played was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good game. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I celebrated Michael's birthday, March 3rd, uh, which <laughs> which was the start of my Switch journey. March 3rd, the day that the system came out, March 3rd, 2017. And my first game I played, which 
should have been Legend of Zelda because I owned it at the same time. But apparently I popped in <laughs> Super Bomberman R, which will forever haunt me as the first game I ever played. <laughs> oh, I was just behind Mott's March 14th, 2017. And mine also was the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nice. It's a good one. For my most played Nintendo Switch games, I have no surprise here. Stardew Valley, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Pokemon Sword, My Time at Portia, and Link's Awakening. Oh, nice. That's so a good spread. All the titles in there. That's yeah. a great spread. And this is, I think so. This is only in 2019. So, and you only. <laughs> yes, only 2019. Only had 2019. Yep. So. That's, uh, that's all I had. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> mine's completely different. Uh, and I'm curious how much hmm. crossover I'll have with Michael. But I bet Michael and I, number one, is the same, which is a little game called Fortnite. Uh, yes, it is. We are both number one <laughs> Fortnite. All right, number two, Pokemon Shield. Ah, we're still in line. All right, this one, oh. this is where it breaks it. <laughs> this is where we're gonna we're gonna go in different ways. I think uh, Smash Brothers. That's what I have number three. Oh nope, that, nope, not for me. Okay, and then I have Tetris ninety nine, and then Hyperforma uh, number five. Oh. I played that game a lot. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, so, like you said, Fortnite, Pokemon Shield, and then I went Stardew Valley, mm. Forager, and Steam World Heist Ultimate Edition. Oh wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because Stardew Valley and Forager have kind of like a little bit of crossover. Very similar. Yep. And like game types. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, so moving on, uh, how many hours I played my Switch in 2019? I played 293 hours um, on my um, Switch and I played 30 games this year. Very nice. And it's important yeah. to say these are games and demos. So yes. Yes. They yeah. bunched it up. Sorry about that. Yep. So I played 195 hours, mm-hmm. um, but okay. less hours, but more games and demos, 45 games and or demos. So okay. Oh. okay. Uh, those are both cute numbers. I have 476 <laughs> hours on my Switch this year, and Ooh. I have played 81 no, games and demos. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. I think I think it's heavy on the demos. I, I Every time I see a demo, I will say I download it and at least try Yeah. Oh my goodness! That's 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 a lot of hours, Michael. That's a lot uh, of time on the toilet. <laughs> that's what they should say. Four hundred seventy-six hours total. Four hundred <laughs> hours while on the toilet. <laughs> on on the john. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so then next they have like a nice little graph where they say, "So you spent the most time playing Nintendo Switch games on these days." Mm-hmm. So apparently, July twentieth. May 11th and January 2nd were the days I played my Switch the most. And then they have your activity per month and hours. Apparently in April and December of, I guess, would it be considered last December or this December? It's hard to say. Most time playing it. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird how they have it listed out. Sorry. Yeah, It's like they have Um, the days and then the months. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, but then they have a number over it. So I guess April and December, I have a six, Mm -hmm. which I guess I just played six six hours total in that month. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's definitely not right. A whole month? I would say so. I mean, you only have have 200 and some hours and you're spreading it over the whole year. I guess that makes sense. And then, of course, because I just got my Switch, the the highest months are January, February, and March Mm -hmm. in 2019. So So what you're saying is you've lost interest in your Switch. No, I started teaching. Ah, okay. Well, yep. that's an okay excuse then, because it did seem <laughs> yes. like it trailed off there, and you know, yep. if you, in, if you in hate July, your switch, it went back up again. No. Okay. All right. Just double yep. check. <laughs> 
I love my Switch. Good. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, mine's all over the place. July 27th, May 31st, January 1st, uh, which is great. And then my top month was January with 44, July with 34th. And the lowest was April with two hours. Ooh. Uh, so, so my most played days was uh, November 25th and November 24th. So that huh. had to be around Pokemon time when it came out. Yep. And then March yep. 2nd was my third most <laughs> played day and then my busiest month was february and second was november so pokemon and i don't know what was going on in february that i was playing so much but hmm. uh yeah pretty good spread it's it's funny to see pokemon took such a huge chunk of the time november 24th and 5th yeah first and second place nice you know what you can do is you can actually because we do this lovely podcast we could actually look back in our notes to see what we were playing mm -hmm. I'm curious if to see what really was peak. It, it, for me, yeah. mostly, I mean, there was a peak in in May, but from February and March and November, those are like up there compared to the other months. Hmm. And it seems like it's around colder months that I, I play more. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, for gold points, I earned 721 gold points. I guess that's notable. Um, but that's pretty much it. And then at the end, they say, I really liked this at the end where it's like, what next? So basically, they're recommending games to you based on mm. your play history, which Smart. I feel like this is something that should be in the eShop itself. Wow. Yes. All year round. But um, so my games are Hollow Knight. I have this game called Agent A. It's a puzzle game. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, Night in the Woods, and Moonlighter. And it's interesting because Lovers in Dangerous Space Time I already own on my Xbox. <laughs> and Night in the Woods I've had on my wish list forever. So they're definitely, you know, Hollow Knight I've been interested in. They're definitely in the right, the right path. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. I have uh, 1,996 gold points. And Ooh. wow, the what's next apparently uh, changes every time we refresh the page. So, the, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, it doesn't really matter. Oh. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, just, just found uh, that out. So there you go. that's kind of funny. And I have 1771 for my gold points. Wow. So that just but means I bad. buy a lot of games, but don't actually play them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that was that was cool. And I, I love that they did that. I would, I'm happy that they did it. Uh, it'd be nice to see. And if anybody wants to share their year in review with us, we would love to hear it. But before we wrap everything up, let's get through our games that we played real quick. For me, Pokemon Shield was the heavy hitter, and I finally beat the main story. Uh, it just happened before we recorded. I am happy to report. I won't discuss the story yet because I think both of you still need to finish it. Uh, yeah. But I am now in the end game. So looking for my legendaries and things like that, looking for you know, breeding the perfect team, stuff like that. I put some time in on Dauntless. I'm enjoying that. If you like Monster Hunter, you're going to love Dauntless. And it's free. It's free to play. It's it's much like Fortnite, where if you want to play for a battle pass, you're you're more than welcome to do that. Um, but I have not yet at this point. I've also put time in on Fortnite. Right now, it's the Christmas Winter Fest or whatever they call it, and I'm loving that. I always do. And I didn't get to talk about it last week, but there are lightsabers, and I have been <laughs> just geeking out over lightsabers. I literally <laughs> run around taking my lightsaber out just because I like hearing it. And it's just a fantastic, fun experience. Um, I don't recommend taking your lightsaber out if other people are around. You could be lo looked at as weird. Keep your lightsaber <laughs> where it belongs, people. Um, but it's fantastic. They did an amazing job with it. And then the last thing I've been playing is Event Horizon Space Defense. This was a game that we talked about, I think, a little bit last week. We did get a code for it. I have been testing it out. I thought I would really enjoy it, the idea of it anyway.